Welcome back to the third episode of Bean Stuff. And today we are talking about the mystery of decaf coffee. That's and, right. Uh, it's not always been a mystery. I'm not sure if it is a mystery, but it seems like it. Well, it made a good title. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so what did we talk about last week? Grinders last week. Was, yes. Yes, I had a few questions about it. I was quite surprised I've... what people were thinking about. Yeah, and that brings up a good point. If you have any questions, feel free to re- reach out to us on, on Twitter at bean underscore stuff or on Facebook at beanstuff um, or beanstuff.com and get links to all of that. Um, that's enough plugging though. Good. good. Um, so yeah, so last week we were talking about grinders and I already have a question, but I think I'm going to be jumping ahead if I ask okay, it now. Okay. So let's jump right into it. Decaffeinated coffee. I, I have what I think is an obvious reason why, mm-hmm. but give me a why. Why do why? they make decaf? Why do they make decaf? There's, there's a number of uh, reasons decaf is, is, is becoming even more popular than it was 10 years ago. Uh, top of the head would be medical, uh, sleep, if you want to get to sleep, don't mm-hmm. go to decaf, um, anxiety, sometimes your doctor will say you need to lay off the, 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 the caffeine, the coffee, which always sort of annoys me a little bit mm. because they don't say lean, you know, get off the they don't chocolate, sugar, Mountain salt. Dew, which has way more caffeine than coffee. So, you know, mm. it's an interesting, I wish they would broaden it out a little bit and just say don't have any chocolate. Mm. Anyway, so sleep, um, anxiety. Um, there's just in some ways there's just a lack of estate coffees. There's not as many, so many to choose from, and that for some that that makes uh, makes it a little little harder. Well, let me start with this question. I, this might be a really silly question, mm-hmm. but you talked about different estate coffees and things. Can you grow decaffeinated coffee? <laughs> I there's sort of a rumor myth, but there's some truth to it as well. Um, I believe I'm thinking like. 2004 mm. they someone decided they had been able to grow a decaffeinated tree which we'd always joked about um <laughs> but it sounds like scientists are trying to do that i don't think they're quite there certainly not production wise to to do it yet well and i wonder what the quality would be like on a genetically uh changed tree yeah well they're hoping it's not a genetic they hope it's a it's a they found this tree that already does it naturally and then they'll use that but the quality those are good questions i mean mm. just w- and how much can you produce from one tree because well, one tree only does like you know one pound of coffee it's not much <laughs> well and how so how much of the world's coffee is decaf how much it's a good question like percentage of production yeah yeah uh, probably i mean if you're for a roaster typically it's 10 percent or less so I would think probably in the world it's probably some similar sort of statistics of 10% perhaps. Do you roast a decaf every day? Uh, we do actually. I mean, I say, you know, sometimes it's just five pounds, sometimes mm-hmm. it's 20, sometimes it's 40. But uh, it's, as I say, it's only 10% of our whole day would be decaf. Gotcha. So you, you're seeing a little bit more decaf though recently or, or in the last little bit. That's right. And there's a number of reasons why that's beginning to increase. Um, it's interesting. I was reading the other day about, I guess, the baby boomers. Um, not sure what period that's in, but <laughs> but 18 to uh, 24 age group have are increasing their intake of coffee almost more so than caffeine at, at this moment. It's going to equalize out again. Mm. Um, but there's been a, a real boom. I think that's that's mainly due to. You've got specialty coffee, but then you've got within that quality. And I think that has been the big player that's driving now that you can have a good decaf that tastes good. And that's not always been the case. 
And would you say that that kind of that kind of points towards people enjoying coffee for coffee, and not necessarily having coffee as a means to wake yourself up or stay awake? It's it's people are actually starting to enjoy the coffee itself. I think so because I, they want to be able to drink it all the time now, right? And not be limited by, by you know not going yeah. to sleep or whatever. That's right. And I think very much so because the quality has gone up. Um, that's increased their ability to enjoy the coffee. Mm. Then you've got the roasters who have sort of, we've always sort of, oh, decaf, I guess we've got to do that. Um, but now it's, um, we're learning how to to roast your coffee, the decaf, which is a different bean. It's gone through, it's gone through a different country. It's gone, mm. it's origin, then it's gone to somewhere else, then it's come to us. It's gone through dehydration, de redried. It's done, a lot of things have happened to it. It's a much softer bean, not so much oil. Therefore, you've got to roast it differently. So and if you mm. take the, the the care and attention, you can get a pretty good decaf coffee. Well, and what's funny, so real quick, I, I was on Twitter last night mm-hmm. um, about 1 a.m. in the morning. Whoa. And that before I, or after the run? That was after running. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I found this guy on Twitter, and uh, his, his handle on Twitter is decaf mm. underscore a underscore nation. So it's decaf a nation. Mm. Anyway, he, he all of his stuff is dedicated mostly to decaf coffee, and he's deeply passionate about it. So as you're talking about kind of this resurgence mm-hmm, of, of, mm-hmm. Of, of passion or almost almost just like for the first time, in a sense, quality decaf coffee, mm. um, I thought of him last night, and I thought, oh, man, you know, there's another, another indicator of mm-hmm. people really getting excited about it. Yes, because people like him and whoever, the, even the way you prepare coffee, whether it's caffeinated or not, there's been so much work put into how you extract, how much time, what the weight, what the ratio is, mm. that uh, especially the caffeinated coffee is good and better, but so is caffeine, uh, decaffeinated. It's suddenly becoming a, a better coffee um, because not only you're roasting it better now, the people are preparing it um, even better than they used to. So that just you know, sets it apart one more time. And to kind of change our focus a little bit, but... Oh man, there's so many things I want to say mm. all at once. The the process of decaffeination, mm. and the, my first question is: Does that happen pre-roast or post-roast? All oh, right, Are or they, both? No, no, it happens pre-roast before we even get the green bean green bean into the to the roastery. Okay, so it's not something a roaster is going to be doing. Not typically, unless you're a big player and you could do that. No, I don't. Know, <laughs> I don't know of any. What you can do more these days is have your coffee that you have from your supplying your farmer mm. and you can get it sent to be decaffeinated a certain you know 20 bags or or whatever you a container of of your mini containers of coffee i want that much decaffeinated please so you can get a little more specific gotcha so what are some well i i correct me if i'm wrong mm-hmm. there's not many methods of decaffeinating coffee correct there's not a lot it's that are that yeah. are largely used right like yes, massive true. Yeah, that's right. Mass production. Four or five that I know of. There's probably a lot more, but yeah. Which is kind of, I don't know. To me, that's kind of amazing. There's there's only a couple ways to skin the cat. <laughs> um, but so what are what are the what are the major players in decaffeinating coffee? The, are there major players yeah, like major yeah. methods people use? I mean, if you break it down, there's sort of I guess there's two types, two methods that are used, mm-hmm. and one of the methods. 
unfortunately it has a chemical name so people naturally go ooh I don't not a very marketable not so process. marketable whereas you go to the water process that, that nowadays people know a lot more about and it's much more tolerated the name it's much more sounds so much so what, better so what's what is the chemical name the chemical there's two the, the, the biggest one is uh, methylene chloride and I told you <laughs> it's got a chemical sounding name <laughs> that sounds like something like a murderer would oh. use <laughs> some <laughs> people or, or in a chemist lab yeah. I guess some people who thought even think of using decaf, it probably is murder in a sense, but to the right. coffee. But no, it's not at all. And there's the other part is the other one is uh, ethyl acetate, which is similar. The interesting like if um, ethyl acetate, it's naturally known as a, a natural coffee. When I say natural, it's just produced naturally in the environment and plants produce it. But it's been given a big scary name. It's been, well, the reason it's got a bit of a scary name is because you can't go to that many flowers and get that much um, oh. ethyl acetate out. You've got to produce it in some way. So it's more of an extract in a sense. Like it's yes. a reduced yes. version. Yes, you get 50 gallons of it rather than whatever ounces you're going to get But from it is naturally harvested or is it... Or is it... It's chemically a little bit more reproduced, reproduced in that way, but wow. but that's why they can sell on the label. It's it's natural in terms. Of, it comes from a nat- it is a natural producing product. <laughs> I feel like I need to get my periodic table of elements out. You probably should. You probably should. Not <laughs> a bad can, idea. Let's see if I can locate some of that. So, uh, so there's those two methods. There's the water method. Can we kind of go through each one of those three? Sure. Um, let's start with. Let's go through two of them. That's probably enough because they they both have very similar. So are both chemical ones kind of a very similar? Similar, process? yeah. They're slightly different, but so let's similar. go through the chemical process first, which in some sense is not chemical because one is semi-normally natural-ish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's go through that. Well, actually, funny. I should say I, I, it's interesting. You get to the end of the the decaf- decaffeinated process of the the methylene chloride, uh-huh. and you will find you only have uh, one. Uh, part per million that's left of, of the methyl chloride, chloride left in the coffee. You're allowed, just for safety reasons from the, the drug administration, they would say you're allowed 10 parts per million. You, there's one part per million. I mean, this is, you, you, you can't find the stuff. It's not there, basically. And it's not going to kill you if you have no. one part per it won't, they say it won't kill you you have 10 parts per million. <laughs> Fair enough. So there you go. So you'd have 10 times the amount of coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the the chemical process is it scary? Is it is it as bad as the name sounds? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, no. Basically, they both use solvent, um, um, and and basically they're trying to strip something away. It's like um, what's the one acetone you use? People use on fingernails to get rid of the nail polish. Mm. It's a solvent gets rid of the nail polish. So and this is really what 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 the methyl chloride. That's what it's doing. It's getting rid of the caffeine. Wow, so so how so I am a decaffeinating plant, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. a plant, I guess a factory or whatever. <laughs> right, yes. You give me your green coffee. Yes. What do I now do with it? Do I dump it in a vat. Oh, or what, okay, yeah. What does that look like? I, I mean, I'm not a chemist and I don't work in these industries, so I don't. I I know the basics, but you're right. Basically, you drop the beans into a vat, a large vat where it's just soaked, soaked um, with steam or hot water. Because hmm. they wanted to expand it, want to increase the size, therefore the surface area gets bigger. So now they can get chemical, the chemical, don't don't be off put by that word, mm-hmm. into the bean so they can, the chemical, they, they can like be like a magnet, attract the caffeine and they can take the caffeine out. Wow. 
And so it's there, a bit, way more to it than that, but I'm just that's what I'm saying. At a fifty thousand foot level, though, it looks somewhat like that. So you're dumping yes. the beans into a vat. You are. I mean, if you wanted to, you could probably say it looks from that that angle or that distance. It probably looks like a giant washing machine. <laughs> I mean, you're putting your clothes in. You've right. got all this water and it's just soaking. I don't know about the surface area changing of the clothes. I hope they don't because you know <laughs> they'd probably I feel be. The it might always shrink. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> perhaps that's not a good but, illustration. But, yeah, I think I get what you're saying. So, so it soaks it, and, and is that kind of it? Like, they just literally soak Basically, it a couple times? what and... they've found is the, for instance, the, the, the methylene chloride, um, and also actually the ethyl acetate, they uh, are very selective, very specific, and they go for the caffeine. Really? It's sort of, I don't know, it's like in a blood disease where someone's just, you know, it's some just targeting certain parts of your blood and so it's pulling it, it out. The actual chemical itself is specifically targeting caffeine. Yes, exactly. Blows my mind. And yeah, and then they do a few other things of soaking and getting it all out again. And so, yeah, there's a process to get the beans out back of, to, yeah, you get the beans separated now, get the chemicals separated out, keep the beans, and then send them on to, to us. Wow. And when they've gone through that process, do they, if I have, so I sent you some green beans to do that with, and I kept some. If mm -hmm. I looked at yours, what you had done after the decaffeination right. process, do they look different from the other ones? They do. Normal? They do look very different. And really? whatever method you use, whether you use the Swiss water, whether you use the chlor, they're going to look different. They're going to look like they're, con they're a little tanned. They've been soaked and they've gone mm. through a process. And, and therefore, they've been leached in some ways and therefore they, they change the color. That typical, if you've seen a green coffee seed, mm. it, it looks very green. Um, <laughs> hence the name. Hence the name. <laughs> but it goes through that process and it goes more tanny. It changes. And as you go through the roasting process, You've got to roast it very different because you cannot rely now on color. Not that you can really only rely on color when you're roasting anyway, but decaf is, is just a different animal and you've got to huh. do different things. So you could roast the decaf coffee for the same amount of time as a caffeinated coffee and the color may be different. Yes, the color will be different. Wow. You're not going to get the signs that when it's a roast you're looking for. You're looking for oil. Mm -hmm. um, we don't really want oil, but, with, but as the bean enlarges and increases in size, um, things go on and if it's got less oil in there to start with less water in there to start with it's going to change how quickly it roasts how quickly it develops uh, in the roaster typically I mean there's different ways to go about that but we mm. would look at therefore think okay I'm getting decaf into my roaster machine now uh, I'm going to start at a lower temperature and I know that like you use roast log yes um, which tracks your tracks like the the time it takes mm -hmm. as well as the temperature of the coffee mm -hmm. and, and graphs it for you yes and and so if you were to look at those two side by side one for a caffeinated one for a decaffeinated mm -hmm. the caffeinated decaffeinated would look different as far as like they might be a shorter amount of time temperature might also be different is that it, not so much it no? could be it will i mean it will be i mean yeah every bean you put in whether it's caffeinated or not whether it's a brazil or guatemala mm -hmm. it, it it's going to be different how it plays out because every bean is unique and therefore hmm. it's going to be the density the size the altitude of the bean it changes decaffeination just changes a little more and you've got to be be more careful wow and here, I don't know if this is a really good question or if it's just my brain <laughs> Bring it on. doing something. But do you ever have a blend 
where you say, I like the flavor of that decaf coffee. Mm-hmm. I, I want that flavor added to my caffeinated coffee. Whoa. So you're mixing purely for the flavor aspect. That's an interesting And you question. mix both together to then mm-hmm. have to, I mean, I yes. assume that'd be a roasting challenge. Not, uh, yeah. Well, it's a challenge, like I say, with density of bean. That's a challenge just with caffeinated, let alone bringing in the roast and the decaffeinated mm. um part into it as well the closest i've ever got to that we have two sumatras at mm-hmm. work one is a caffeinated one is a decaffeinated this one is particularly happens to be the swiss water process is it one. the same sumatra both times yes one oh so one pre like i'm saying the yeah. company we've got it through i don't know who got that through uh, inter-american i think it was they took they got a they get a lot of coffee and they sent a certain amount every two months or so they sent hmm. a certain amount to get decaffeinated wow we got some of that i put it in the sample roaster tasted it Wow. If you like Sumatra, you're going to love this. Hmm. I tasted the, the caffeinated one that they, we already had, and it tasted, I went, wow, this is really good. Just a moment. I can't tell the difference. So what I did, just to make wow. sure I wasn't making this up, the next cuppings, we have cuppings, free cuppings every Friday, 9.30, and <laughs> I decided, uh-huh, I know what I'm going to do. So I put two coffees out, the caffeinated and the decaffeinated Sumatra, blind so no one knew which was which one it was yeah. i didn't even tell them one was decaffeinated and they were slurped away and did all our cupping acidity and body and all that <laughs> stuff we did yeah and then i said okay which one do you like and they're sort of a very subjective question as as, as as cuppers we don't really like to ask too many subjective questions and uh well below me 50 50 <laughs> and, no and, way and it was so close they said well if i had to say i'd go this one or this one but they said there's not much difference Voila. Things have changed from 10 years ago when you would know the difference between those two coffees. Part, you know, partly I, I just it makes me think, partly why there is a, used to be a difference, mm. it's not that long ago, is that decaffeinated, you think, ah, oh, it's not the fad, it's not what we're into, it's, it's not, that's not what it's about. Mm. Um, so you would get pretty poor green beans grown on the farm. Oh, let's just decaffeinate those. So there wasn't a, there wasn't a priority. No, that's or right. A, as much of a consideration for the actual decaf no, portion of coffee. Exactly. But now they are doing so much care at the farm that it's at the product, the starting product is good. And that's that's where, you, where all coffee, what you right. taste in the cup, it's the farm where it starts. And if they do a good job there, you've got a second player, the roaster, who now needs to do a good job because mm. he could ruin the farmer by just, I don't care. If the farmer does a good job, the roaster does a good job, you've still got another player who could ruin the whole thing. I call them the barista. The person at home or the person at your shop, whatever you go to, mm-hmm. where they could take the great work of the farmer, the wonderful work of the roaster, and bleh, it, they, the way they pour it, the way they, the temperature, the water, whatever they do, it now tastes horrible, no matter how good the bean started. And it's almost like from coffee or from tree to cup, the that 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 path that chain is only as good as its weakest link. Exactly, exactly. Yep. True. Um, true. And it can be messed up at any portion. And, mm-hmm. and you mentioned a couple times about the Swiss water process. Oh. and I'm assuming that's the water process we talked that's about. That's right. There's there's a few different ones out there. There's there's a Mexican water process. There's there's a few different ones out there. Mountain water process. Swiss is the more commonly known one. So Swiss is not just a name for every water process. No, it's just a it's more a specific. Popularized... It's more popularized. It's it's a specific. Um, one that has been uh, painted and so forth and it's done in certain areas and you can only do it in certain places we get, mm-hmm. I think we get ours done in Canada actually a lot of decaffeination now is it Swiss water process? it's the word Swiss 
Oh, Swiss water processing. The one you get is Swiss water processing, but now. done in Canada. Done in Canada, yes. So it's the process. It's not done in not, Switzerland. Not, I mean, it's not like champagne. No, no. It, it doesn't have to be done in Switzerland. No, it doesn't. No, no. That, again, that's the, been the difficult thing with decaffeination of sending it somewhere else. The cost goes up suddenly because you've got oh. to get another second place to send it to right. and get it back to you, yourself again. Uh, most is done outside the United States, actually. That's where I'm roasting coffee. Mm. There's a few that do it. There's a few places you could get it done in the States. Wow. So what does the Swiss water process look like? The um, Swiss water process is... Uh, um, it's I mean, the first thing. It's it's a water based. So you know, twenty five percent of coffee is soluble in, in water, and they use that to the advantage. Now, and does that twenty five percent include the cherry, or is that just no, the green that, bean? That's the green bean. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I said right at the start. I've looked at this a few times. I've looked mm-hmm. at the I've Googled Swiss water process. I've talked, tried to talk to the the, the Swiss water people. And after 10 years, uh, I'm still a little confused, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I mean, at the, um, I'll say it up front, the basis of it seems what I used to learn in science was osmosis. That seems to be the, the, the sort of overriding principle here. Mm. You get an equilibrium and the fluids don't change from one container to other with a filter in between because they're equalized. But you get, take their equilibrium away and they will start moving from one container to the other, just the pressure. Hmm. I, I, I don't understand all that totally, <laughs> but um, the uh, basically, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, I'll I try. mean, it's more than we already know. Oh, oh well, that's good. Well, and if you know something that we get yeah. wrong, let us know. <laughs> yeah, that's true, true. All those, yeah, good. Uh, basically, uh, you soak the Arabica. There's Arabica Robusta. We can talk about that another day. Yeah. As you know, we should talk about Arabica and Robusta just at this moment. We'll do a, we'll, we'll do a little hit on it. Yeah. And then maybe we'll hit. go a little deep dive into it later. In Caffeine episode. decaffeinated. Um, if you get Robusta, which is one of the, the species, this is getting back into the, the green beans and mm. where they come from, what the plant is. You've got two main players, Arabica and Robusta. Mm-hmm. And Robusta just naturally has twice as much caffeine. But that's also what like instant coffee is made from, right? A lot of instant coffee is made from Robusta. Because it's cheap? It's cheap. It doesn't taste quite as good. It's, it's got a, a robust flavor. <laughs> it's very robust. Yes. Whereas Arabica is grown at high altitudes. I don't want to go into all that right now. But what I'm just saying is Arabica that specialty coffee uses almost exclusively, uh, not totally, but exclusively, is, is half the amount, just to start with, on the mm. plant of caffeine than you would have... Uh, uh, with robusta if you drink a glass a cup of of instant coffee and a cup of uh espresso mm. you can have more in the instant coffee coffee cup because it's just it's got that much to start with which is kind of mind-boggling because i would i i would laymanly assume that an espresso because it's stronger has more caffeine and all that kind of stuff but it's actually gonna the caffeine content doesn't really change on the way you make it, or is that not true? No, not yeah. I mean, it's, there's some. It's not as it, drastic. No, roasting process. It's got such a high volatile when it you know starts to disappear and 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 you know it gets go into mm. gases, whatever. You can't get it at a higher temperature. If you did get that high in a roaster, you'd be on fire. <laughs> you don't want that in a roaster. The worst thing a roaster could ever think about. So you take your arabica coffee. So you take. Oh, that's and, what I was saying. Yes. Yeah, and we we're soaking it in water. Yes. Yep. Yep. And so much like the chemical process, but just minus the yeah, chemical. That, that's probably that's probably true. Interesting. And uh, basically, uh, all the soluble components and, um, come out, including the caffeine. 
And what they then do, this is where I get a little confused here, but uh, the beans are discarded um, that they've had in there. They discard the beans. They don't completely get rid of them because they come back at one stage. Hmm. They're going to put the, the, fl- the, the fluid, I think they've got a name for it. I think it's called green coffee extract. The fluid's going to go back in at some stage, less the caffeine. That's what they're trying to do. So they isolate it first. Wow. So they're actually taking out more than caffeine. They're taking a lot of things out. Ex- and then from that yes. liquid, yes. taking out just the caffeine, then reinfusing yeah. all the components back to the bean. And it's all done with you know, natural filters. It's all done with, as I say, osmosis. So there's no, and there's no chemicals, like I was talking about the, the last process, of solvents coming in to attract like a magnet. This is done more, you can take 8 to 10 hours of this continual process going on until they detect there's no caffeine left in the fluid and then they take that fluid I believe and then they put that back into the bean sounds like they only employ wizards (laughs) basically basically (laughs) the good news is they do a great job they do yeah Um, now do you would you have a preference as someone who's tasted both or is it so circumstantial to where it's it, it it really depends on like the coffee um, and I guess let me refine the question. Yeah. Let's say you get a really good decaf or a really good coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You take the same coffee, you decaffeinate right. it via the chemical process, mm-hmm. and then you take an- another portion, decaffeinate it versus, you know, in the Swiss process, mm-hmm. come back together. Is there going to be a flavor you like better, or <laughs> is it going to be more or less they could both be good? Fortunately, I think it's going to be close. Yeah. But my, this is my personal preference, don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> But I think actually the chemical named process, the methylene chloride, actually at the bottom of the day when I cup them, I like, it's got some negatives to it as well, but it's right. got got a more closely related to the conventional coffee that mm. I've tasted. I wonder if it's the if that process I tried to explain but didn't do very well with the Swiss water is um, just the integrity of the bean. Things have been in and out of that bean and it's just not it's some of the natural ingredients have come out as well they didn't mean to but it did and trying to put them back in the bean it's sort of worked like i said the sumatra which is swiss water versus the conventional it worked perfectly and it was really good well and 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 we had had a honduras recently that was really oh, good yes, like yes. to the point where i woke up in one morning and i said i want to have honduras because wow i just liked it yeah was that swiss or was that chemical that one was Swiss. Now, that's an interesting question. We used to have a lot more of the methyl chloride, partly because it's cheaper. And the reason why methyl chloride is a little cheaper... Well, it sounds like it's less of a process. Less, less of a process. And the good thing about that, they can sell, because you're decaffeinating it, you've got this thing left over called caffeine, mm. and they can then sell that on, to, and you sell it on to pharmaceuticals particularly. You sell it on to soft drinks who want to put caffeine into their drinks, wow. um, which brings the price, because they can sell it on, they get more money, they can make the, the, the original product a little less, whereas... Yeah, I think I asked once the, the Swiss water, and they said, you know, what what do you do with the leftover caffeine? And uh, they burn it. Really? Because they don't want anything to do with, with chemicals. So they wouldn't want to start using it in chemical process. Because to do it again, you'd have to put methyl chloride in to track the... To, it, you'd have to go through the chemical process. So you and have now, to extract it from the liquid. Yeah, and suddenly you've got this whole thing over again. And they wow. don't want anything to do with chemicals, which is good. Yeah. But it does increase the price. Interesting. They burn it. Yeah, big, big, yeah. Infuses. Big barrels of something. Yeah, they and it's wow. burn it up. It's I, I haven't seen it done, but it must be a... It's... I wonder what it smells like. 
that would be burning like, caffeine. Yeah. Like if you're too close to the fire, do you start getting a really I fast just... heart? <laughs> and just don't breathe the smoke. You'll start getting really awake. It's possible. I know caffeine itself is colorless and odorless. You don't even see it. You can't smell caffeine, which is another point. If you say, "Oh, this drink this has, must have a lot of caffeine in it," no, 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 no. You can't smell or taste caffeine. <laughs> uh, that doesn't work that way. Well, I remember you used to have a little vial. I think maybe I'm wrong, but of caffeine, like extract, oh, like a powder. Had, yes, and it was like. You had a teaspoon of that, and you could die. Yes, it was like very, very, real. very concentrated. Yes, yes. I, yeah, I agree. I, you wanted the chemistry class I went to on coffee. He had a big vial of this, and he he didn't want us to taste it because we would we would definitely um, not do well with that. No, that's crazy. So we've gotten kind of a good idea of somewhat of the process, yes. somewhat of what it looks like to get decaffeinated coffee. Farmer has to do a little bit more sending it out. You have to do a little bit more to get it, mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. buy it. This costs a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, Swiss water process is putting on big bonfires. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and so kind of the tail end of that is your part of it, uh, other than obviously us drinking it, that kind of stuff, roasting challenges. And this, I, I would assume, is similar for both decaffeinated coffees. Mm -hmm, it's more mm -hmm. of a generally decaffeinated coffee mm -hmm. has some extra roasting challenge, or it's just, it's different. What are some of those, what are the roasting challenges you Right, find? which I sort of alluded to before about lower starting temperature. There's, that's why, I, I, roasting, I love the thought of it's a science and it's an art. So you've got your logs and you're, you're sort of calculating what the temperature is, what the time is and how long things, when you hear the crack, you push a button and say, okay, here's first crack and you can time that out and see how the temperature goes, the, mm. the rate of rise, there's a whole lot of things in there. But um the, the, the other part's the art, and it's just roasting coffee. Anyone can do it. You don't have to have a big roast to have your popcorn mm. popper in your roasting. We can talk about that one day. Well, and I, just a side note, I saw this thing, and I think I tweeted it, but <laughs> there's a coffee roaster, looks like a popcorn popper, you can get it, and mm. you can. It's like, it's like a countertop appliance, mm. and there's a little knob, and you set what roast you want, mm. and then you pour the coffee in, and it does all the roasting for oh, you. Oh, right, yeah. I, I don't know how good it is. Oh, but no, no. That, well, that, that, we're going to get on another topic, yeah. but I just thought I'd throw that in there. But, um, you don't have to get a popcorn popper, although you need a certain type, but I'm not going to go there. But these days, you do have more variety of, it's air roasting mainly. There's a few that do it like a drum, mm. but uh, there's a few good air, air. Well, even Tim, our friend Tim. Yes, did uh he did he roasted in a bread maker yes. with a heat gun oh right mate or you can go camping didn't we say talk about camping i think we did a popcorn popper pop yeah yeah i mean you can do if it you want to make friends camping yeah start roasting that, coffee. that's a good idea so sorry yeah, we we're talking about roasting coffee so you're talking about the art of it almost like the feel of roasting it what i would suggest is you just got to dive in and roast it and make a few bad batches perhaps to start with you've got a sap roaster better you can just give some trial and error because as I said before, it's not so much about the color because it's different to start with. Um, Swiss probably is the most different color of all the different styles of roasting. There was another one, but I didn't mention it. So they call it critical carbon dioxide. <laughs> Don't need to worry about that too much, but that's another process of carbon dioxide getting pressurized so it moves from a, 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 a liquid to a gas or vice versa, and they take it in and out again. And so voila. They, they feed, they start a bunch of cars, and they feed the exhaust pipes into a room or something uh, <laughs> you've got the basic idea i mean we're talking about 3500 uh, what do they call it psig or something pressure psi psi that's what i would call it whereas a tire pressure what that's 15 oh if you've got a low tire it's oh, low tire. oh sorry right. 35 35 sorry i should say 
and a, yeah. and a basic compressor that goes up to 100. But we're talking about 3,500. I hate to be standing next to that. Yeah, no, you wouldn't want to stand next to that. So, oh, yep. roasting it, it's going to be a little bit different. It's yep. kind of a little bit of trial and error because it's going to yes. react differently yep. to heat, to mm -hmm. the, the amount of time it takes. Yep. Also, visually, where you're looking at it in your trier is mm -hmm. going to be... A whole new experience of just recalibrating almost to yes. what decaf coffee looks it like. It starts a little more tan, as I'm saying, and therefore it goes a little darker. You don't get to see oil as much. You don't even hear the first crack, which in most coffees you'll hear the first crack. Mm. So if you if you are going the second crack and you hear a crack, that is the second crack. Probably you're at second crack, which oh. therefore you rely on your thermal couple on your roaster more than by sight. Wow. And another thing you rely on is smell. Interesting. You can smell it. That changes. You can, you know, coffee does. You rely on all your, your senses for for coffee roasting. Wow, that's uh, I'm amazed. Um, so kind of as we we wrap up the episode, we've gone through kind of the whole process. You you kind of alluded to it a couple times, but as we get it into the cup, mm -hmm. well, except for that Sumatra that apparently is the same. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure there's others too. Because it kind of sounds like what's happening in the industry at the moment is caffeinated coffee and decaffeinated coffee. Decaf is kind of catching up. It's mm -hmm. playing catch up, but it's catching up quickly. Mm -hmm. And we're you know you're more likely to find a quality decaf mm -hmm. um, than you were mm -hmm. ten years ago, five years ago. Um, so there's more of a uh, a variety of quality decaf, mm -hmm. but generally speaking over decaf at the moment and this could change but what is what are, what are you going to expect that's lacking or that's different about a decaf coffee that's going to be there in the caffeinated version or is is there like a is there a significant thing that like is lacking from decaf like acidity or oh, body or right, that's what you're saying yes yes or is it pretty much it, it just is different nice thing it's getting closer and that's makes it a harder question for me which is good i mean things have changed uh as I said, my feeling right now, and it may be just a feeling, is the decaf, because it goes through the extra process, to, um, it's just adding some extra possibilities for it to not be as good as its caffeinated counterpart. Mm. Uh, particularly if you, if I thought about it, we're probably talking more about uh, just some of the natural acidity in a coffee is possibly going to be more missing in the the decaffeinated process mm. so you like a lot of acidity it may not be there as much i'm, I'm not saying that's a rule but uh that's generally a feeling kind of for that yeah well because you are tampering with you're tampering with it yeah and whenever you start tampering with something it's gonna change it mm. no matter how good a job you do and i think people are doing a great job now which is wonderful news for a lot of people so generally speaking if i'm at a cafe and they say hey we have decaf and i what what you know can i what do i would it be appropriate to be like, hey, what process do you use? And based mm. on that kind of, okay, if it was Swiss, well, chances are at least that process was better. So I'm, I'm more likely to get a good decaf or is there any kind of indicator people can use? Mm. I mean, there's so many variables, yes. but at least the decaffeination process, what's right. a good indicator? I wouldn't think so much. I wouldn't think about asking about the process so much. As I say, it's the in thing to do Swiss water process at the moment. Mm. Um, I don't think that's necessarily totally true. That's not the whole picture. Uh, probably I would a better question to ask for decaf you mean to ask need to ask it for all coffee but is when was this roasted mm. and I say that because a lot of decaf gets the hard end of the deal um, and they just put it there as I said we only roast 10% so probably a cafe is only going to do 10% at the most mm. of their of their selling coffee is going to be decaf so it gets sort of left in the hopper a little too long if you look at it it starts looking really oily 
that's an indicator that it's probably a little older because decaffeinated coffee sometimes doesn't have a lot of oil. Mm. So where's that oil coming from? So, I mean, it's just things and you color. Should you expect decaf coffee to look darker or lighter? Sure, there's probably a lot of people think differently on that. Typically, I would say people think it looks a little darker. It doesn't necessarily mean it's gone to the second crack, although some people like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's gonna definitely look a little darker than if it's in two hoppers. There's a uh, there's a conventional the same coffee next to each next other. Year, you'll see day. that they will look different, and that's not a bad thing to say. Oh, they're different. It's a good start. Mm. And ask if I don't know. First time, usually if they're really good, they'd say, "Do you want to have a, a taste it?" You know, first time we'll just give you one for free, and you can taste it. You could taste it as a pour, or guess what? You could taste it in an espresso. And well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also that. There's so many ways to taste it, and how does it react, and all those different Right. Ways. I think that might be another episode. Oh, might. So many how episodes. does half, you know, what, yeah, what different brew styles affect it differently? Ex- but, and, and what caffeine medically is it good or bad the jury oh, is still man. out i think the jury's in on that i think it's probably got more benefits than lacking mm. although excess is always gonna be a problem in everything well there's another episode caffeine oh yeah yeah goes oh. on goes on there's a counterpart to this episode decaffeinated and then we got to do a caffeine caffeinated holy bit so general rule of thumb if you're in a cafe and you're wanting to get decaf or you're bold enough to try you're gonna look for coffee that's not oily, and that goes for that goes for regular coffee mm, as well. Yeah, it's but true. with decaf, especially if you see oil, steer clear. Here's a tip. Yeah, whether either one, you could ask. Could you just grind a little bit of that one, a little bit of that one, just put it in a cup because that's not gonna cost them anything, and just smell it. Oh, there you go. There you go. And if it's got no smell, you know it's probably old. Brilliant. So have them grind a little bit if they will. Yes. And otherwise, look at the oils. It 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 is okay if it looks a little bit darker. That may be just mm-hmm. part of that process, and 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 should be okay. And, and yeah. give it a try. Give it yeah. a shot. There's ask, no. That's for a shot because then they don't have to do any milk or anything. It's quick yeah. for them, and you've just had two shots of coffee. Nice. Or almost if yeah. If or one shot because one's if, been decaffeinated. Yeah. If someone else if someone else has a coffee and there's some left over. I mean, there's so many ways mm-hmm. to try it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the good news is that you're, it's not such trial and error as 10 years ago. It, mm. I think people realize, particularly cafes now, realize that you can get good decaffeinated coffee. And there's some really good reasons to have decaffeinated coffee. Your doctor says you probably should listen to the doctor. <laughs> right. No, I, I agree. But you don't have to go off coffee completely. You can still get good stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's a good synopsis of kind of touching the, <coughs> the bases there. So, yeah. Try it. I think that's yep. the biggest thing. The more people that try it, the more mm-hmm. uh, interest, the more popularity it has, the the better it's going to get. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really kind of where it, the more demand there is for mm-hmm. it, the more farmers are going to be able to get money for that mm-hmm. and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So go have a decaf coffee. Mm-hmm. Try it out. If you don't like decaf, have it really late at night. Go to find a coffee shop that's open that's super right. late. Then you don't have to feel like bad about it yeah yeah um and yeah. as and oh, you still awake after that you realize it was the chocolate it wasn't the coffee or the barista lied to you oh, <laughs> i've heard of stories about that <laughs> <laughs> if the coffee looks the same oh, question yeah 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 um but yeah so as always feel free to check us out at beanstuff.com you'll always have the latest episode to play there uh as well as links to everywhere you can find us if you're listening to this podcast obviously you found it um but if you want to share it that's super awesome if you have any ideas for episodes you'd love to hear stuff about tweet us at bean stuff under or i'm sorry at bean underscore scuff i can't talk today that's right at bean underscore stuff um on twitter 
mm-hmm. and then at Bean Stuff on Facebook. We're also on Instagram at Bean underscore Stuff. My. Um, we're, we're hitting it all up. <laughs> um, but let us know. And also hit us up on Anchor. You can leave us messages uh, through the Anchor app, which is super cool. Um, a shout out to Anchor. There's mm-hmm. a guy, Brian, there that's been helping me out. He is awesome. Mm-hmm. And we're Good. not paid by Anchor, but Good. Good. it's uh, super cool. So there's all those things. So feel free to get involved and uh, tune in next week. We plan to be doing this episode so that it releases every Friday. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good day to, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a good day to listen to sure. coffee stuff. Yeah. So Friday's plan on listening to Bean Stuff. Thanks for listening. It's nice.